Chapter Seven of the Adventures of Mabel by Harry Peck. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: The Gray Rat Under the Pump. In the yard at one side of the house where Mabel lived stood a large wooden pump with a long handle. It was set upon a sort of platform which was very old, so that the sides of it were beginning to crumble away, and there was quite a large hole in it. One morning, just after breakfast. Mabel was standing at the dining-room window and looking into the yard, when all of a sudden she called to Walter. "'Oh, Walter,' she said, "'look here. There's a rat coming out of the hole under the pump.' Sure enough, there was a rat, a large rat with a long tail, a sharp pointed nose, and whiskers that stood out straight on each side of its face. It was a very old rat, for its fur had turned gray, and it looked very wise. Mabel and Walter watched it poking its head out of the hole under the pump, at first very cautiously, and then when it saw no one there, creeping into the grass. It went smelling about until at last it found a bit of apple that lay nearby. Then it gave two funny little squeaks, and all of a sudden, out from the hole ran two little baby rats. They trotted up to the old rat, who gave them the bit of apple to eat. They poked their little noses into it, then nibbled away as hard as they could. Oh, aren't they cunning cried mabel as she watched them they must live under the pump yes said walter and i tell you what i'll do when they go back i'll get jane to give me a pail of hot water to pour down the hole and kill them mabel's eyes grew very big and her face very red what kill the little rats she cried walter how can you be so cruel they don't do us any harm they live out in the yard and only eat what they find in the grass it would be just wicked to hurt them. Well, I'm going to do it all the same, said Walter. They're only rats. Never mind, said Mabel. You've no rights to be cruel to them, even if they are rats. So long as they're not doing any harm, has he, Grandma? Certainly not, said Grandma. And don't let me hear of your touching them, Walter. If you do, I shall punish you. You seem altogether too ready to hurt any harmless little creatures. So that settled that and pretty soon Mabel took some pieces of broiled bacon off the breakfast table and a bit of cheese from the closet and went out into the yard. When the rats saw her, they all ran back to the hole, but she went up to it very softly and put the bacon and the cheese down by the opening, where the rats could smell how good they were, and then she whistled the lizard's call and stepped back a little way. In a minute, the old gray rat poked its nose out and looked about. Come, you good rat, said Mabel. I won't hurt you. I'll bring you something to eat every morning after this. So the three rats all crept out and made a fine meal of the bacon and cheese. For these are the things that rats love better than anything else in the world. As they ate, they looked at Mabel now and then and squeaked little squeaks, which meant thank you in rat talk. Mabel watched them quite a long while, and then Grandma called her in to help dust the upstairs rooms. Grandma thought that Mabel was already old enough to begin to learn how to take care of a house. So twice a week she had her take a little dust cloth and a small broom and whisk around the rooms with them. Mabel loved to do this, and she rubbed the backs of the chairs and polished the tables until there wasn't a speck of dust to be seen, and with her broom she swept away any spiders' webs that she could find in the corners of the wall. She had a great deal of trouble with the spiders' webs because there were four brown spiders that lived in the house, and they were not satisfied with having the garret to themselves, where nobody disturbed them, but used to come down in the bedrooms and spin cobwebs whenever they could. 
Mabel always brushed these down, and so if the four brown spiders hated her, and would have liked to do her some harm if they could. On this particular morning, Mabel found four spiders' webs in Grandma's bedroom, for each of the brown spiders had spun one during the night, and she swept them all down with her broom. The four spiders were very angry at this, and as they sat in the garret, they talked about it to each other, and declared that if they ever had a chance, they would get even with her, for they were very bad spiders. That afternoon, about three o'clock, Grandma had to take Walter to the town for a pair of new shoes, and it was Thursday. Jane was to be out, so Grandma left Mabel at home to look after the house. I'll be back in about two hours, said Grandma. I may want to make a call or two on the way home. When she had gone, Mabel played in the nursery for a while, but it was so warm in the house that soon she went out into the yard and sat down under the big tree on the lawn. It was a sultry summer afternoon. The sun was very hot, and there was scarcely a breath of air. The bees hummed in the flower beds. The locusts made a lazy sound in the branches overhead, and everything seemed drowsy. The shade of the tree was so pleasant, and the grass was so soft, that little by little Mabel felt her blue eyes closing and her head nodding. Gradually she leaned further and further back, until she had stretched herself on the grass, and in a few minutes she was sound asleep. The four brown spiders were sitting up in the garret window, looking out into the yard and watching Mabel. When she went to sleep, they all knew it. Ha! said the first spider. There she is now, sound asleep. And it's going to rain, too. She'll get wet. Sure enough, a great black cloud was coming up from the south and was spreading slowly over the whole sky. As the spiders spoke, a low rumble of thunder was heard. I hope she will, said the second spider. I hope she'll get soaking wet. And I shouldn't be sorry if the lightning struck her. Nor I, said the third spider. Only it won't. Why can't we do something ourselves? She's asleep and wouldn't see us coming. Let's all go down and bite her hand. No, no, said the fourth spider, who was older than the others and knew a great deal. That wouldn't be safe, because she'd wake right up before we could get away, and then she'd see us and step on us. No, no, but there's something we could do. We could tie her up tight in a cobweb so that she couldn't get up, and when the rain came, it would pour all over her and wet her to her bones and give her a bad cold so that she'd have to stay in bed, and then we could go all over the house and spin webs wherever we like. Pooh! said the first spider. That's all nonsense. We couldn't spin any webs big enough to hold her down. She'd break them in a jiffy. Of course we couldn't, answered the fourth spider. But I know who could. Who? cried the other three spiders altogether. Why, the king spider, of course. Don't you know he's so big that he can spin webs as thick as packing thread, and that a little girl like that couldn't break them? Good, good, cried all the spiders, clapping their claws. That's a splendid idea. You know where the king spider lives, do you? Come on and we'll get him to do it for us. So they slid off the sill of the garret window and crept swiftly down through the house till they reached the yard. The fourth spider led the way past Mabel, past the barn, out into the orchard, and then over a stone wall into the open field beyond. It was a large, lonely field full of bushes and small, scrubby trees, and was near to the woods where the good wolf lived. This is the king spider's field, said the fourth spider. He owns it all. Then he led them to one corner of the field, where there was a dense mass of thick-leaved weeds and wild plants. There, under a huge burdock leaf that spread out like a green umbrella, sat the great king spider. He was an enormous creature, with a body as big as a footstool and legs as long as a pike staff, 
he had monstrous claws and a mouth like an oyster but he looked rather good-natured as he sat there in the shadow of his leaf eating a large blue bottle fly the four brown spiders walked slowly up to him they were very bashful for they had never spoken to a king spider before and only the fourth spider had even so much as seen him what do you want asked the king spider the four spiders hardly knew how to begin they nudged each other and shifted around on their legs finally the fourth spider started in as well as he could o oh, king of all spiders he said we have come to ask your help a girl has been very cruel to us she has broken our webs and driven us out of many pleasant places with brooms and she is a dangerous and dreadful creature now she lies asleep under a tree and we ask your help to punish her come o oh, king of all the spiders and spin around her a web as strong as packing thread so that she cannot get up again when she wakes but may lie there and think about the wicked things that she has done to us the four brown spiders the king spider swallowed the left foreleg of the blue bottle fly and then coughed slightly i don't like to meddle with human beings he said but i suppose you don't mean to do her any great harm no o king said the fourth spider we are too weak to do her harm but we ask you to help us punish her so that she may fear the spiders hereafter and not do wrong to them or to their webs if i help you said the king spider you must reward me for this is the law of the spiders yes o king said the fourth spider what shall we do to please you you must each of you bring me every day for a week a live fly said the king spider thoughtfully a fat fresh fly that has been fed in a house only for this will i give you any help we promise said all of the spiders every day for a week we will bring each of us a live fly fat fresh and fed in a house we promise this cross your hearts said the king spider and they all four crossed their hearts then the king spider came out from his shady nook and the four spiders showed him the way through the orchard into the yard where mabel still lay very sound asleep under the big tree there she is said the four spiders good said the king spider he went up to her and began to spin first he spun a great web around her feet back and forth round and round strong and fast a web as thick as packing thread then he spun a web about her legs then about her arms and then around her neck when it was done he fastened the ends to the trunks of the tree and to the limbs overhead it was a strong stout web and he made it tight and firm the four spiders watched him wondering at the size of the threads and at the quick way in which he worked some of the barn spiders also came out and looked on there said the king spider it's done we thank you o king said the four spiders bowing and we will remember our promise then the king spider left them and went back to his home under the burdock leaf the four spiders hurried into the house and up to the garret window to watch for the storm was coming and they were afraid of getting wet in fact by this time the sky was black as ink and the lightning was beginning to flash before long the storm would burst upon the yard louder and louder the thunder began to roll and a strong wind made the leaves in the trees rustle suddenly as the storm came nearer a great crash of thunder pealed out like a roar of a cannon it was so loud that it waked mabel and she opened her eyes oh she said i've been asleep dear me it's going to rain i must go into the house she tried to lift her head but it was fastened tight to the ground she could not stir it she tried to put her hand up to her head to feel what it was that held her down 
but she could not even move her fingers she tried to pull her little legs up but they too seemed to have grown fast to the ground a dreadful feeling of helplessness came over her she was terribly frightened oh dear oh dear she cried what has happened to me i feel as though i were fastened down a fiery streak of lightning blazed across the sky like the red tongue of a wild beast and soon after came a crash of thunder that shook the very earth mabel screamed with terror help help she cried oh help grandma and walter and jane were not there to hear her but one little friend of hers was nearby the gray rat under the pump was just poking its nose out of the hole to get a whiff of the cool breeze when mabel's cry for help came to its ears what's that said the gray rat help help called mabel why it's mabel said the gray rat it ran quickly out from under the pump and looked around there lay mabel under the tree crying and calling as loud as she could the gray rat ran up to her and in a minute saw that she was fastened down help help called mabel i'm here said the gray rat standing by her face i'll help you the rat rushed at the thick spider webs and took them in its mouth its teeth were as sharp as little knives snip 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 and the web around mabel's neck was cut she lifted up her head why she cried it's you yes said the rat rushing at the web around her waist hurry cried mabel the thunder crashed again the wind roared in the treetops the rat worked like a beaver snip 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 the web around mabel's waist gave way then the web around her legs and last of all the web around her feet done said the gray rat now up and run mabel rose quickly to her feet and made a dash for the house the gray rat ran swiftly down the hole under the pump scarcely were they both under cover when a terrific blaze of lightning hissed across the sky a fearful crash of thunder bellowed and a torrent of rain came swishing down like a cataract five minutes later grandma and walter rushed in at the front door streaming with water they had been caught in the rain oh mabel cried grandma what an awful rain why what's the matter you look so strange your eyes as big as tea plates grandma said mabel and her voice trembled a very strange thing happened to me while you were away i fell asleep under the tree in the yard and when i woke up i was fastened tight to the ground by threads i couldn't get up and if the grave rat from under the pump hadn't come and bitten the threads i should have been kept there in all this rain grandma smiled well mabel she said you've evidently been dreaming but just at that moment she caught sight of something on mabel's dress what's this she said as she picked it off it was a great knot of spiders webs as thick as a packing thread and here's more she cried looking at mabel's feet last of all she found a big web on mabel's neck spiders she said and then stopped she did not talk about it any more but all that day she had a very curious look on her face the next morning she took a broom and went over the whole house hunting for spiders she even went into the garret and there she found the four brown spiders sitting on the window sill when they saw her coming they slid out of the window and down the side of the house they knew that they could never come back again they went to the barn and tried to make a home for themselves but the barn spiders who were big and fierce drove them out so after that they had to live in the orchard where they were often rained on and got very little to eat they could not pay the king's spider the flies they had promised him so that one day when he saw them he caught them in his big claws and ate them all up End of chapter 7